0: Ballet Bird is a streaming site designed by former Pacific Northwest Ballet principal dancer Julie Tobiason. Ballet Bird offers ballet classes for anyone at any level of training that you can do from the comfort of your home or studio. After many years performing as a professional ballerina and decades of teaching at all levels of ballet, Julie is excited to offer her training for more people like you. Classes are designed for large and small spaces and for all levels. The low monthly membership fee is less than one in-person class and is accessible 24-7 with new classes added every month. Ballybird is a great addition to your regular in-studio training as well. Take advantage of the 10-day free trial and use the discount code COD25 to get 25% off through June 30th, 2023 at Ballybird.com. Whether you are just starting your ballet journey today or you're a seasoned professional, Ballybird is the place for you. Visit Ballybird.com or click the link in the show notes.
2: I'm Rebecca King Ferraro.
0: And I'm Michael Sean Breed, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hey everyone! Since we've become a member of the ACAST podcasting community, we've been having a blast re-releasing older episodes of Conversations on Dance. We hope you've been enjoying them as much as we have. Today we are restoring our interview with the legendary Balanchine ballerina Patricia McBride to our feed. And if you missed it the first time, now is the perfect time to catch up. Patty, as she is affectionately referred to by her many fans, peers, and students, tells us some truly memorable stories about a legendary time for dance in America, with her signature radiance and charm. We hope you enjoy.
2: This episode was recorded in 2016 while Michael and I were still both dancing with Miami City Ballet and Patricia was in town working with the company.
0: We are so lucky to have Patricia McBride, um, one of the most beloved dancers of the 20th century at the New York City Ballet, um, with us today. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you (laughs) for
3: having me. This is so much
1: fun.
0: (laughs) So uh, let's just get right into it then. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about your dance training and when you first encountered Balanchine?
3: Yes. Um, Well, I started in a a very tiny little local school in Teaneck, New Jersey. Mm And when I was about 12 years old, my teacher that I just love, Ruth Vernon, you know, she taught uh ballet, tap, and acrobatics, and I took all three <laughs> and I, when I was seven with her. And when I was 12, she asked me if I wanted to be a professional dancer, and at that point I had never seen a professional ballet company, and I didn't know what it was, but I said yes. <laughs> and um then... um I went to a local uh, school in New York City. Uh, My mom took me there and I had a a Russian teacher. And while I was there for eight months, because while I was there, uh, a, a mother or a friend was sitting next to my mom and they said, you look like a Balanchine dancer. And my mom said, who is he? <laughs> we had no idea. Amazing. And um, so uh, my mom sort of felt it was important that um, I experience this George Balanchine. So we, we went to the performance, and that was it. I saw the serenade, the curtain went up with those extraordinary wow. dancers. Mm-hmm. I was 13 and, and going uh, to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, to Sonia Dobrovinskaya. <laughs> and from there, I auditioned, and I believe I went to a summer course. And then I was accepted on a full scholarship because my mom could not have ha- afforded to mm-hmm. give me those classes. So that's when, when I was a student and I was 14 years old in the School of American Ballet, George Balanchine School, that I got my first glimpse of Mr. Balanchine. And wow. it was a revelation just seeing him. And we would, because the school was connected, like you here in Miami, wow. mm-hmm. you could see the principal dancers. You could see Mr. Balanchine going from studio to studio choreographing. So, and he would come and terrify us. He'd come and watch class. He'd watch Failure <laughs> Debrovska's class wow. or Muriel Stewart or all the great teachers wow. we had, Madame Tumkovsky. We had a lot of Russian and English. We had Muriel Stewart, mm-hmm. who was one of, um, Pavlova's stu- uh, little, uh, students and, mm-hmm. um, Pierre Vladimirov, who danced with Anna Pavlova and was with George Balanchine at the Old Marinsky in Russia. And, uh, Failure Roscoe was such a, and a beautiful inspiration and mm-hmm. they all were magnificent teachers. But I, I, it was so exciting, uh, to see him firsthand. I had read books and by that time I had seen lots of his ballets. Right. <laughs> and I was dreaming about, you know, because everyone wanted to join the company. Mm-hmm. And you know, you didn't know if you had talent or nobody would tell you anything that you were talented or you just <laughs> never knew. Uh-huh. So then I apprenticed, uh, like, uh, when I was, uh, 15 or something, or 16, I mm-hmm. apprenticed, and I joined the company at 16 and stayed 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. And um, it, it was amazing because I thought, here is uh, the genius of all times, you know, looking at him, and he was such a, a humble, gentle, gen- a gentleman, mm-hmm. a real gentle man, <laughs> who was his, um, his genius was just so obvious when you'd see him or you'd work with him. So I got to work with him from I was 16 till my whole career practically. Well, I danced maybe six years after Mm -hmm. with Peter Martins in -hmm. the company. But I stayed 30 years within the company. And I never lost that awe for him that I had the first moment I saw him because working Dancing his ballets were so... They made you the dancer you are, mm-hmm. or you became. And I learned everything from him because he would teach class every single day.
1: Every that. day he <laughs> teaches. Us.
3: So the theory of how he wanted you to do a glee side or the preparation or how you use your arms or your head or your epaumon plus the fast footwork or the very slowest of the slow movement. And um, I felt blessed all those years to
2: have been there <laughs> so what were your first few years like that culminated in your promotion to principal in 1961
3: well i i was so lucky because i was 17 when he picked me out mm-hmm. and i had no idea i stayed a year in the corps, and he choreographed he did a ballet called the figure in the carpet and I was doing little solos. He picked me out like Symphony and C. I do a demi solo, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have the title yet. And then they promoted me to when I was 17 to junior soloist. Mm-hmm. There were three divisions, the core, the junior soloists, and then the principal. So when I was 17, I got, I, I was doing like third movement, Symphony and C with Edward Villela. Mm-hmm. So there was an inkling, mm-hmm. but I had no idea. I'm like, so I was just so shocked, but. He made a solo for me and he did my the first choreography when I was 17 oh. and this with Nicholas Magalanes, my first partner <laughs> and then I was cast he cast me at seven when I was 17. I did a lot with Edward Villella, one of my favorite partners because I <laughs> I looked up to him as such a, a he was a great star and I was just this young young dancer looking in with open eyes at all my the ballerinas at the time were so extraordinary and you learn from all the people ahead of you that's Mm -hmm. kind of i was used to going to the ballet and seeing them dance and um so he he made me the dancer that i am i became by the roles he gave me all those years he would he molded my career so to speak Mm -hmm. and um The roles kept coming then. And then the next year I was promoted at 18. He promoted me to a principal. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing so many, so many ballets and all different. I wasn't molded in. I used to do a lot of fast footwork, Mm -hmm. um, soubrette kind of roles, you know, and then later on I got to do many more, you know, different kind of roles like Sonambula or doing a lot of lyrical, but it was a mixture of many different the tarantella came when i was very young mm. a midsummer night's dream i was the original hermia when i was 18 and,
0: <laughs> and balanchine also great. um he revived laval's for you and, La a- and um that was you were the f- i guess the first person to do it after tanny right that's right so, that's um, right
3: how did you know that uh, these things, they stick
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um yes. so he was ob- and you were very young when he revived it for you so he was obviously seeing you um in a in many different ways. Um, and I love that you brought up Edward, of course, because we worked under Edward for years and yeah, uh, he's very special to us. And, but, uh, your partnership with him is one of the most famous in the company's history. Um, and Balanchine did so many varied works like Harlequinade and Rubies and Tarantella. But, right. um, what were, what about this pairing made it so successful?
3: Well, I think, um, I think we both just loved to dance. We were so passionate about it, and he just give me a smile, and I give him a smile back. And then, you know, because we not only did the ballets that were made directly on us mm-hmm. by Mr. Balanchine, we had a lot of a big repertoire there that we would dance together, and you become a partnership. Only by dancing a lot with a person. And because of our size, because I was petite, (laughs) I got to dance with uh, with Edward. We just seemed people liked to see us and I loved dancing with him. I was wonderful and he never was nervous. And I was, you know, I was like the, I kind of looked up to him because I was, I was 17 and he was maybe six years older than Mm -hmm. I was. So I had such admiration and we just laughed and had fun in rehearsal and um, tried to work really hard. And he would take me and do concerts outside of the – I did many things with him. And I feel really thankful because it, it made me feel even more relaxed when I danced inside of the company with mm-hmm. him. And he, he would dance – you know, he was one of the most famous dancers in America, the most the greatest dancers America had ever seen. Right and his spirit and i just tried to keep up with him and match his spirit Mm -hmm. and um i loved it um and you know he brought me here the first time to do the jewels when Uh he staged the jewels for the uh, for the company I uh, came and I was the original rubies with him and he brought Violette Verdi in who was the original emeralds and he brought uh, Suzanne Farrell who was the original diamond. So he just brought the women. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a great joy because I, wouldn't have had a chance to see Miami City Ballet you know if, if I hadn't come and I such a wonderful experience for me to come mm-hmm. here that's why I'm so happy to be here <laughs> we well, love fun having with you with Lourdes of it's so wonderful hey. that she invited me
0: hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news Yeah. Um, so, so we—I'm sure our audience, and I know that Rebecca and I would love to hear about um, the creation process of some of these ballets you mentioned, like Rubies and Tarantella. Um, what was what was it like uh, being in the studio, creating these works?
3: Well, I think when you're a dancer, um, you just want to get inside of the body. Visually, I could see exactly what Mr. Balanchine wanted. Mr. B moved so extremely beautifully, and it was so easy, and he was so easy to work with. He never imposed anything on you. He wanted you to be yourself, which I try to do with people when I'm staging his works. I want people to be themselves. And you felt his trust in you. He would he would dance a whole variation, but I was always nervous that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't retain it fast enough because his speed of, uh, he was such a n- natural choreographer. He could stage something in 45 minutes and I, it would be done. Mm-hmm. So it's your job <laughs> <laughs> to remember everything because he would, re- he would do it and then it was yours and you'd have to remember it. And you were the curator of His, his works. Mm -hmm. So you would have to, and I, so often when he'd do something, I'd ask the pianist to write a little note here and there on the musical score. He, he always worked with his pianist, Gordon Belsner, Mm -hmm. who is on his right side. He, so Gordon was always there and, and they worked musically. There was no one more extraordinary than George Balanchine Mm -hmm. musically. The steps just fit the music so well. And there was no experimentation. You would, he would dance it for you with the music. Gordon would play the piano. And he'd roll up his sleeves. He'd dance it. And you'd do it. <laughs> and I was behind him. And I was always amazed at how he knew what a woman could do in pointe shoes. He knew how what was possible. There was no experimentation because he knew it all. Right. And I heard somebody told me a story about Mr. B that when he was very young in the Marinsky, he would peek in and watch the the point classes, the women's classes. And he just knew and it was never I'm gonna try something unique and have the dancers going the uncomfortable way. It was the always the most comfortable way Mm -hmm. that you know, and the most musical and the rate of speed, I could I could teach a variation in a variations class. Mm-hmm. And it would be as fast as Mr. B staging a ballet for me to follow <laughs> him on. And the same, you know, uh-huh. he was so natural. And he used to say, I don't prepare. I come in and I take it from the dancers. Mm-hmm. But he'd come in and he would be ready. Mm-hmm. And it was done like so easy. He never He never lost his temper in all the years I worked for him. It was a dream working with him. I just cherished and loved and I knew how extraordinary he was. I just wanted to please him and dance for him and have him proud of me. And I always felt, um, you never knew. I mean, sometimes he would, you know, say, Oh, that was great. Good. And, but you always wanted to please him and be the best you could. Mm. He never raised his voice. He never screamed. Mm. He was such a gentle man in, um, It was just such an easy process, and the many he did many different kinds of valleys during my whole, you know, time with him. And it was always such an it was always um, a great gift. I always say it's it's better than diamonds, having a valley made (laughs) for you. Uh, You're part of the creation, and I always felt like a tool. I was his tool. And I wanted him to be proud of me and what I did. I always, the focus was trying to do what he wanted. And um, so I think we uh, every dancer felt that way who was in the company. And I just feel so blessed to have had that in my life. He's with me every day, every single day.
0: <laughs> so I, I love that you brought this up, one of the... Things that balancing is sort of famous for is kind of not being, um, you know, not giving a lot of heavy coaching. You know, you, that you wouldn't. He was uh, sort of right. elusive in that way. But is there um, a specific instance of coaching? What's your fav- favorite experience um, where he was working one-on-one with you in that way?
3: Oh, every single time there is a, just such an amazing every time. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one time, and he did it so many, and I was usually with Edward Vallella. And so usually it was fast-paced, and and Nod was really beautiful. And the coaching, he worked on the coaching, because it's Columbine and you have to act. But he showed me through the movement. If you just see him in action showing you how to move, it was so clear. Mm -hmm. And because the musicality was so important, that was, I was trying to... Learn that, but I'd say Brahms Schoenberg was like a turn a very different because he never asked me who I wanted to dance with ever my whole career, maybe once for no cracker, whenever my partner was injured and there was like nobody. <laughs> but um, in in Brahms, he he asked me who I wanted to dance with, and I said, Oh, Mr. Balanchine, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then he kind of sniffed, he went, mm, Maybe I'll pick. Conrad, and not Edward Vale Eddie Valella, because he said it 'll look different, uh-huh. and it was more different he He could not have choreographed that particular movement, the second movement, which was all lifts and beautiful partnering and it was it was something that it was the partnering was really um, unique mm-hmm. and special. one movement flowed to the other. But so I, he, he picked Conrad because he said it would be different, and I was dancing practically everything with Edward. And I did have other partners too, but the partnership was there. Right. And, and so that was very special. And he had a little problem, and he went away a week, He came back, and the movement just flowed. And I remember he asked me to do a sauté with a partner in front of me and do a sauté front. Like, and I should land forward, but I fell back. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, do that. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> and it's one of the most beautiful movements that evolved. It evolved. But he wasn't, uh, like Mr. Balanchine never forced you to do something that wasn't natural. Right. Mm-hmm. Very rarely. Well, there were a few times, but <laughs> in j- mostly of the times, you know, he knew exactly. Right. And I, I always felt. He cherished, each and every one of us were all Balanchine ballerinas, but we all were so different. Mm-hmm. And the ballets, you know, something that wasn't done to me, it suited them to a T, you know. And he sort of, um, his ballets made the public see you, how he wanted you to look, mm-hmm. you know. And I did a lot of coaching that I, I got from him on other ballets, um, that weren't made on me. That I had the opportunity. I did over a hundred ballets with him, or you know, it was a lot. And I, I could be thrown on. He'd throw me on, and you'd have a week. He didn't like to prepare you. <laughs>
0: I, I wanted to bring this up because it's. I I went and watched this with Rebecca at the library in New York. It's probably my favorite old video from New York City Ballet in that the ba- in Balanchine's heyday, and it's of you and Edward in Symphony in Three Movements.
3: No, it's, I never saw that. You never, I didn't know. I, I only did that a short time. So I, know, I, like I was
0: wondering, did really, you get thrown into that? that? Because I think it may have been the second performance ever.
3: Well, that was interesting because it was made on Sarah Leland, and I loved her in it. And I never would have wanted to take it away. I would never, no, I don't know. But I learned it because she had broken and she was in a cast, so she couldn't teach me. There was no one to teach me. So we had a choreologist, Jorg Lanzrein, who Mr. Balanchine brought from, he was Swiss, to do the Benish notation. Mm -hmm. So I learned that ballet, but I had seen it, and I love Sally in it. And um, So he taught it to me from Benish notes. So that's how I learned it. And I went into it in a flash. I didn't have a lot of time, but I did so many ballets. I've done Agon and all those other ballets that prepared me, episodes. Right. And I learned everything really fast, and I was thrown on in like a week. Sometimes, he didn't like to give you weeks to prepare. Right. Sometimes the name would go up on the board, and I said, I don't know that. I better learn it. So oh then, then, you know, then you get thrown on. And he, um, he I know he said, you know, he said, you know, one day he said to me, he said, you know, God gave you this natural talent you know and so uh, he didn't want to he just trusted I guess certain people he, he trusted to do it on their own and he knew that I would probably find a way somehow to do it and it was fine and it was fun it was fun to do, but I don't know. I, I hardly—I did. did it one summer in Saratoga. I remember, remember learning I watched, it.
0: I'm almost right? sure the video is from Saratoga. Saratoga. I never I, I saw it. it. I, I, well, uh, it's at the library uh, in New York. You should really? Come watch well, you know, we didn't.
3: Our generation never got a chance to really see themselves. Right. I was horrified the first time I saw my Oh my <laughs> goodness! So it's—it's it's a wonderful uh, tool because you can correct yourself. A lot of times you don't. I didn't really get get a lot of corrections. A lot of coaching. You wouldn't ever have that much time because the the repertory was so vast, you know, there was so much going on that we, you'd have to write out a request rehearsal to put in, you know, (laughs) but he liked, he always liked the challenge of seeing what you do on your own when you weren't spoon fed. So you'd be, I guess, most natural Mm -hmm. in it. But, um, and his trust and, you know, loving, I mean, the first cast of his ballets, you do it, and he was so loyal to everyone. You do it for years and years, and you got sure. to develop and get a chance to grow in those roles on the stage. But, um, but also there is a spirituality with him, and um, you could feel it, and he... I mean, he was so prolific with... The ballets he gave the world and how he changed the view of ballet. I think without Balanchine we wouldn't have contemporary ballet at all. You know, we wouldn't have all these. It wouldn't be in the state it's in without him. Mm -hmm. The influences and then the influence he had on on hundreds thousands of dancers and choreographers and I mean he changed. Thank goodness, you know, the fate of Lincoln Kirstein. Lincoln met him, and that was such a fateful collision course. You know,
0: we we might not have had dance in America, at least not certainly not in the same way. It wouldn't um, have looked Lincoln and Balanchine meeting like that.
3: And I've read the books, and how hard, how hard those times must have been, and just even performing a lot. Mm -hmm. I think all also in the 1964 Lincoln Center emerged and a lot of art centers all over America Mm -hmm. was thriving. Mm -hmm. And then we could, you know, perform so many. We had three month seasons, eight performances a week, dancing a different repertoire. Mm -hmm. It was extraordinary. And, um, And Balanchine was there every single day. He would teach class. He would teach us so much. I mean, he's still with me. He'll be with me forever. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to... And everybody thinks of a Balanchine as heartless and wrists and all that. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, He wanted... He didn't want zombies dancing around just staring at themselves and okay. stiffness. He wanted the body to move and flow, travel in space, attack. And um you know, and all his all his ballets made all of the dancers of the time beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he put women on such a pedestal, <laughs> you know, it was amazing to have that. And we had just a wonderful rap repertory. All the ballerinas were so beautiful. I know the generation before I joined the company, I'll go every night and they were all so special in their own way. Yeah. And that's how the young generation learns from the mm-hmm. generation.
2: Mm -hmm. ahead of them exactly and each ballerina kind of influenced the time um that he was famously you know in love with certain ballerinas at certain times and that kind of influenced his style and so how did this affect your career as he kind of went through maybe different phases with who he liked and how that changed his choreography how did that change your career being there for 30 years
3: well i just i just went ahead and i loved (laughs) i i absolutely adored my repertory because I had so many different kinds of Balanchine ballets, who always kept me in good shape. Mm-hmm. Theme and Variations, Piano Concerto Number Two, and All the Rubies, <laughs> and you know, all of those. And I feel like I went through, you know, Symphony in C, doing various movements of it, yeah. and Serenade, and you know, I've even did Agon, and all those uh, many things that, you know, Phil, you know, doing Bugaku and. Right. Very different. Yeah, it was and then, also
0: buried. yeah, for but sure. But
3: we also had Jerome Robbins, and I worked a lot with Jerry, too, when he brought Dances at a Gathering to the company in 1969. 69. And Who Cares was done right then, about in the brevity, same... right? So. Right before he started Dances, because I went from doing Who Cares with Jacques D'Amboise and Karen von Arldingen and, and Marnie Morris, the three of us with Jacques... And then the next thing is, um, Jerry, st- well, Mr. Balanchine said Jerry is good. That's why I want him to come <laughs> to the company. And I had done a lot of his ballets, you know, the afternoon of a fall in the cage, when I was very, very young. And I had worked a little. Eddie and I went to his apartment. His, he had a brownstone with a ballet studio on top. And we worked with Jerry when we weren't in the company. Mm-hmm. But I had done Mr. B cast me in all of Jerry's ballets. So then when Jerry came, he he started The Dances at a Gathering, which mm-hmm. became a amazing work. Did they do this here in yeah, Miami? Here, yeah. Isn't it great? It's a few times it's oh, amazing. That's wonderful. So I was the original Pink Girl that and was. Eddie was the brown <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um so we started in so um and then he started doing so many, so many very you know, so many interesting ballets and the, the work process was so different. Mm-hmm. You know, he would give Jerry all the time he wanted to create his ballets cuz he was a very different kind of choreographer and he needed the time. Right. He you know and he would have so many different versions of the steps, A B C and then you do B one day and you go back to A and then mm-hmm. you know to figure. So it was a very different process but they were both extraordinary as a dancer. There was nothing I just count my blessings every time I think of them and they work so beautifully together. You know,
0: I, I think I love that you brought, we were actually going to bring both of those up together <laughs> to talk. No, it's perfect <laughs> because, uh, I think it's, um, you know, you'd already, you had danced all this repertoire in the world and, you know, you had done all these beautiful ballets and then 10 years into your career or so you get these two masterpieces that I think m- many people would say capture you better than any other ballets. And, um, so you have Pink Girl, like how Jerry sees uh-huh. you, and then Man, I Love how Balanchine sees you. Um, what was the creation process like for these ballets from two such different men?
3: Oh, so like night and day, yeah, <laughs> uh, night and day. But um, well, and the first with with um with Jerry when he started dances, he started with Edward and I, Eddie Villella, my, myself, and we did a pas de deux. And Mister B came in. He invited Mister B came to see it. So he said, "Wonderful, do more." <laughs> so he brought in another person. I think Kay Mazel came in, and then and then he asked for a few more. Violet came in, and it kept it kept growing to be five women and five men, originally. And it was an hour long with Chopin, beautiful Chopin music, and I was enthralled with watching. And I just watched Jerry, and I was in heaven watching him at work with the dancers, but it we worked 13 weeks, five hours a day, oh. <laughs> five <laughs> hours a day. Yeah, a it was a long process wow, yeah. and he would experiment and try different things and we learned Everything. We learned, everybody learned, everybody. And we didn't know till like, I don't know, a week or two before what roles we would actually be doing. And right. the order, there was A, B, C, D, E, F, the <laughs> order of the program. Uh-huh. We tried all these different things. But I love it because it was a really intense, very um, intimate. Mm-hmm. It's a very, even Mr. B, when you're alone with a choreographer, he's partnering you. Mr. Balanchine partnered me. Everything you saw, he did with me. He lifted me. He did. And the same thing with Jerry Robbins. You know, so it's a very, um, it's hard to describe it, but it's very intimate, mm-hmm. very, sometimes a lot of fun. We could laugh with Jerry. <laughs> sometimes it could get him laughing. And, um, but he had a very keen sense of what he wanted, which was different than Balanchine. Sometimes, uh, not on, not in dances at gathering because it was made on me. Mm -hmm. But I know when I did the cage, I was coached from when I was 18 till I was the last show I did. The last (laughs) week I did it, he was like coaching every little finger. And there was a lot of coaching with Jerry. Once you did the first performance, he wanted it to be like that, right. or once he made a ballet, he wanted you to really dances at a gathering. I had freedom, and I could just be free and be me, because he didn't want me to be anything but me. But then, but so the process was slower, and he was much more demanding than Mr. Balanchine, mm-hmm. and he needed more time to work on things. But the he was so talented that he could have opposite parts of the choreography you could i he would have like two different versions of something and I, I was always baffled because i thought one was as good as the other how can he pick you know they all were good you know but um and i loved working with Jerry and it was more dramatic and there was a, he wanted us to do less in the dances he wanted he didn't want you to sell it for the audience he wanted that intimate feeling on stage on this big, huge stage, to be as intimate as the studio. Like an Afternoon of Fawn, too, mm-hmm. he wanted, oh, to, yeah. you know, he didn't want you over, right. mm-hmm. over-selling or it would have to be... He'd always say to people, not to me, but he said a lot of times, less, relax, mm-hmm. relax, like you do it in rehearsal. I've heard him say that mm-hmm. to people.
0: I- I'm curious to know... I- I had read that, um, about so many people learning, let's say the wind waltz in Dances at a Gathering, that there would be like 50 different couples in uh-huh. the room. But, um, w- what sections did you learn that you didn't end up making it on stage with? And, and how did that get whittled down to, to decide who, who did what?
3: Well, he asked me what I wanted to do. Oh, and so I said, nice. I want to do everything. <laughs> and then, and then he said, then he said, cause he started with Eddie and I. And then he and then he said, oh, Change your hair. Go in and do what I I couldn't because I was in everything. It was like, and I was like, you know, he took out a dance for Sally and I that doesn't exist. We did it, I think, the first performance. And then he, you know, there's a two boys dance. There was a two girls dance and he took it out. And but the, I I was in the grand waltz, which I mm-hmm. I begged him to get out of because I had so much. <laughs> <laughs> I had like two potted of yeah. so I got out of that. Uh-huh. But and he wasn't <laughs> happy about that. But then he <laughs> said, "Okay, okay, okay, okay," and because I had a lot, and there were other dancers who weren't doing that much in it, mm-hmm. you know, and I had. A, a lot, but I love being in it, and we right. felt like we love our cast, you know, Kay nice. and Sally and Violette and Allegra. We were the cast and oh, you nice. know and then and so we got along, and we also different and Sally like just asked to be in it, you know she just wanted to see what Jerry was, and she ended up being in it right you know, awesome. and she was like I think a blue girl, she just came had like a run on in the beginning, and then she got to do more and more and and, of course, Violette had that fabulous solo that he yeah. did. Oh, I love and, that. oh, it's a great, great mm-hmm. solo. And she was amazing in it. Yeah. And Allegra later got to do that one, too. And Kay was beautiful in and, and that. And we had a good time together. Yeah. <laughs> and I love my fun. partner. Aww. I did one with Eddie and one with Anthony Blum, who okay. was a wonderful partner. So I got the very lyrical one, which I love because I love, cause I oh, love the music, awesome. got to do that. Yeah. But...
2: So That's fast good. forwarding to today, you are currently the Associate Artistic Director and Master Teacher at Charlotte Ballet. Um, so what do you hope to impart on funer- future generations of dancers as you work there or in your work that you- when you're coming here or coaching around the country?
3: Well, I want them to feel confident within themselves so they can be free, so they can trust. And like Mr. Valentine used to tell us, go, go. Go for it. Don't hold back. I don't care if you fall, but just go for it. Do the maximum that you can do. You have nothing to lose by, you know, just throwing yourself into it. Don't go half, don't play it safe. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I'd say I love, I love uh, staging. I I work on staging for a company for Charlotte Ballet, and they we've done many of our of the balancing works. And I uh, mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing to do: coaching yes. and working with the dancers. Mm-hmm. And I also always every year I stage a, a George Balanchine work for our school mm-hmm. every year. And then in Chautauqua, Jean Pierre has a summer course in Chautauqua, upstate New York, where our com- Charlotte Ballet is in residence mm-hmm. all summer. But we have a big summer program, and I stage. The balancing, balancing also, and I just love passing on what it's taken me so long to, you know, to um, have learned myself to be able to pass it on to the future dancers, and I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it because sometimes I feel like the musicality and the intent has to be there, Mm -hmm. and it's mainly the musicality and the freedom and the energy and, and, um, I know when I was very, very young, I was so lucky to have had dancers who created the role pass it on to me. Mm -hmm. It was a wonderful, you know, experience to have their expertise. They wouldn't let me change a step, by the way. It was very, you know, it was very, you know. it it was wonderful that passing on of the tradition and passing on it's 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 something that I just love to do. I I love it because I want it to be right the way Mister B would have wanted it, and I want it to, to be them. I don't want them to be anybody other than I don't than them themselves. I want them to be themselves. I don't want them to be me. I just want them to do the the um, musicality. How they use their upper body, sometimes there are little details that mm-hmm. you feel that Mr. Balanchine would have wanted. Right. I always look at it, oh, oh, I hope I'm doing this right. I want to do it how I feel Mr. B would have wanted it to be passed along right. by mm-hmm. you know and um it's it's such a responsibility and such a joy. Yeah. you know I get more nervous for them when I go and I, if I stage something and I'm in the audience. Ah! <laughs> you know, you want them to feel good about themselves uh-huh, yeah. and, and, um, there's, there's so much beauty in the younger generation. It's very extraordinary what they're doing now. All this contemporary dance and Balanchine was all the beginning of that. And it's come even a step farther. And, um, you know, the bodies are more beautiful now. They're, uh, you know, athletics is important and, um, being able to, you know, to do everything full out and Mr B would be so happy to see all the the men in dance from when he was there mm-hmm. you know because i've seen such uh there were always such beautiful women every generation has had them mm-hmm. But to see, he always, like, he imported my husband, Jean-Pierre Bonfou, and mm-hmm. Peter Martins, and Helgi Thomason at one period. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have enough. And he made these extraordinary ballets, when yeah. you think, you know, when you think how he did Apollo and Prodigal Son, and mm-hmm. all these. He did great things for, for man. Right. Mm-hmm. And now to see that, a more balanced, you know, uh so I think, you know, the last time I went to see the New York City ballets, oh what wonderful boys to match those gorgeous <laughs> girls yeah. and um it's very um you know, I, I feel balancing is still relevant Absolutely. in the dance world mm-hmm. and it teaches it teaches dancers who've never had dance, you know, had dance that way. Clarity and and movement and um the technique is very special you know but all the new york city ballet he didn't really have to show that much because we took class with him every day so he didn't say when he's rehearsing watch your feet or do this or we always had to do it every single day in his classes and they were an extension of his choreography what he wanted so we all knew the style cuz he was there giving it to us and now that's why they have so many dancers who danced during his generation mm-hmm. teaching it everywhere, you know, and um, to carry on his legacy is such a wonderful thing. Um,
2: well, I'm sorry. I wish we're out of time. I oh, wish we, we had, had more time. For hours. We could so, talk forever. This so but- well, this is such fun to reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sitting down and doing this with us. It was such an oh, honor for us. And well, a pleasure.
3: And- it's such a joy for me, really. <laughs> so I love much. being here. It's been a wonderful for me to see the company and to work with your dancers. Are such a joy for me. You know, I, it's 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 great to see the young talented people and dancers are such special people really we're excited
2: to sit in on it tomorrow we're We're gonna gonna and peek in on. well you know
3: i'm an old lady but (gasps) i get so inspired and i cry in the shows i get so inspired you know in charlotte ballet i love our dancers and i say wow that was so great you know so I love, I haven't tired. I don't, I don't, I'm not tired. I'm bored watching. It's still, <laughs> still, Valley is beautiful. Still.
2: <laughs> Conversations on Dance is part of the ACAST Creator Network. For more information, visit Conversations conversationsondancepodpod.com.